0: Welcome back to maybe the most important bachelor recap episode of all time. I don't know. We don't <laughs> we don't know. But we have a lot to talk about. We have an amazing guest, as we've already told you about in anticipation, the wonderful returning guest, Emmy Award winning. Allie Barthwell is with us.
1: Thank you so in much. In the studio. Better put that award on my name. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm just like excited. I know an Emmy. Like, I, like it's the fact, I'm really saying it for me. Right. <laughs> it's right. Just, like, he wants
1: the club. I have, an,
0: I have an, an Emmy winning guest on my Bachelor recap. So, it's, so it's, it's a selfish thing. We have obviously a lot to cover. Um, Maybe we should just all take a drink first. Let's just... Okay. You don't have to tell me twice. I don't know what time of day. Cheers. Uh, We have two bachelorettes simultaneously. We have Susie and Clayton together, not engaged. Just so you guys know, Susie will be our guest. Obviously, they call an audible. I think they were going to give us Rachel. I probably will never know. Someday I'll know. But (laughs) what I know is that... Because I I I promise my audience we're gonna get the most upset guest. Right. I didn't lie, only because, Not only Rachel and Gabby are upset anymore. No. So they they're seem very pleased. They seem very pleased. So I I was kind of getting mixed reports from uh, the producers. <laughs> like they're like just be patient. So we're getting Susie not with Clayton. We're we're getting the exclusive exclusive with Susie. So I, I think Clayton and Susie are doing an interview together somewhere else, whatever. No one, we're we're rooting for them. We're happy for them. Yes. We're we're not trying to, but there's a lot of questions we have for Susie. We love Susie. Lo, like, I don't know what they're gonna talk about on a happy couple, but I, we want to get Susie's point of view. A couple questions I want to know, knowing how this works. Did Susie watch AFR? And by AFR is like, is, is Susie aware of the things that Rachel and Gabby said to Clayton, specifically Rachel? Yes, especially um, the questions about did you sleep? Did you tell me you love me? Just to have sex with me, and even more so that we were just kind of unhinged about was the the fact that Clayton told Rachel that he had never said I love you to anyone in like six Six years. years, and we kind of all agreed that when we didn't think. It could get worse for Clayton. It, it it got so much worse. I mean, if nothing else, it just kind of exemplified how, how he was so reckless, you know, with these women's hearts. And I think that really drove the nail in, in terms of how reckless he was, because to say something like that.
1: And I think, you know, we were talking about it as we were watching of this idea that, Clayton has kind of just been doing what he can to keep things going. He doesn't want the fun to end. He's getting lots of smooches from hot ladies. He wants to get to the end of this and he wants to get it right. He wants to win the prize. And so you have to look at all of his choices now kind of through, for me, I'm looking at them through that lens and it feels like he was somebody who was like emotionally running up a credit card and then the bill would come due and he goes, ah. Fuck, I gotta keep these two around just a little longer. Let me say I love you. Let me say I love you. Then I haven't said it in six years. Let me run after you in Iceland and tell you I love you the most. But he just, it seemed like he just didn't want the experience to end. And so whatever he could say to make the experience keep going was what he did. And then you're at the end and you've run up all this debt and there's nowhere else to turn. And I think that was. His experience on after the final rose with Rachel and Gabby—they were two like debt collectors that were coming to collect, and they were getting money or a leg, or they were getting their pound <laughs> of flesh, and they didn't care how they got it. They got it all. They got everything. They they took his house. They took his car. <laughs> <gasps>
0: yeah. It,
1: I mean, I guess it ended
0: as well as it could. I mean, you know, like. Clayton deserved what he everything he got. Now, I, I don't think Clayton's a bad guy. I think he he looked contrite and actually apologetic. He looked like he was hurting. He looked like he understood that he hurt them.
1: Yes. Do yeah. I think he understood how and why he hurt them? Like what his actions actually were? Because it sort of seemed to me that a lot of the apologies were I'm sorry. You felt that way and not, I'm sorry, I caused you to feel that way or I'm sorry, I caused you to feel that way and here's why and here's well, he, exactly like what I did to make that happen.
0: Yeah, that last part he definitely didn't do. Because I, 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 I think he did say, I'm sorry, I, I did that to you. Yeah, Clayton's been through a lot and we, I know a lot of people think he deserves, he does deserve the criticism from Gabby and Rachel. Yes. There's so much another layer of Batchernation and <laughs> what they say. And, you know, like, I I worry for people who get the uh, harassment that some people get from Batchernation. So, like, I don't wish that on anyone. But you made a good point, too, is that the fact that he is now with Susie, I do think it's going to stunt his growth. And you made that good point that, like, now that he got Susie back, I think he's going to stop growing. I think yeah. he's going to stop challenging himself to look within and now that he has Susie, it will affirm that he, you know, did everything right. And I'm worried that he's going to think, "Listen, I hurt some people, and I'm sorry. But at the end of the day,
1: and I, I also think that is what is going to stunt his apologies to Gabby and Rachel because, you know, all along, I've been looking at Clayton as he's sort of treating these women as, like, Meeples in a very complicated like Euro worker placement board game where he's just trying to like get enough love resources to make it to the like win condition. That's for all my like board game nerds out there. I'm seeing <laughs> different different reactions in the room, uh, but I think now that he has won Susie back and is with Susie, the amount of contrition he needs to show or should show to Gabby and Rachel is also going to reach a limit because they were the stumbling blocks in his love story to Susie. And now that he's gotten Susie, what happened with Rachel and Gabby is justified in like, cause he got to the end.
0: Well, yeah. Even when you think about it too, like <clears throat> if he really wants to make this, and I assume he does relationship work with Susie in fairness to the relationship with Susie, there's only so much like, like reflection about his relationships with Rachel and Gabby would that would be appropriate almost if you're from Susie's point of view, right? Yeah. Because you're just like, Hey, how much are you going to be like worried, you know, there's like only it, so
1: many coffees you can get with your ex to rehash your relationship right? before your current partner is like, like there's hey, something else. What here. about this? Yeah. Yeah.
0: And so, it, you know, we just, you know, and what we watch is quite honestly, a very relatable, uh, like experience. Yeah. I, you know, my, and I've talked about this more on our Ask Nick stuff. My first girlfriend, on and off for seven years. The only reason I ever got the guts to finally end the relationship is because I met someone else, and I went from breaking up with her to having a new girlfriend <laughs> in 24 hours. Yeah, incredibly immature, and that people do it all the time. And it, I and I to this day, I, I, it was a weird feeling because that that next girlfriend ended up cheating on me a year and a half later, and whatever. When that relationship ended, I was heartbroken and and my ego was bruised cuz you know, I we were engaged and I found out she cheated on me. I was crushed. But then I had this kind of weird epiphany of like I finally felt that I was actually over the first one. Yes. Because I was so focused on this pain that I really was and and while I was dating the second girlfriend, there was I just, you know, you always catch yourself wondering, thinking about them. I was processing the I was processing 7 years. Now, this is, like, different, but, like, there's just so much for Clayton to process. I can relate you know? to that yeah. in
1: another way. I was dating someone for a long time. Like, my first relationship, we were in college together, you know, saying all the things that you say when you're in college and you think you're going to end up together, and I, he cheated on me. We broke up. We were together for a really long time, and then I dated somebody else after that, and that person broke up with me. Because they revealed that they had cheated. And then that person came and said, I want you to take me back. Like, I want to give this another shot. And I took that person back because I was trying to fix the last relationship. Let's see what would have happened if I took my college boyfriend back. Or like, can this work? And it didn't work out. We were no longer together. It was worse the second time. And so I look at what Rachel and Gabby went through. They both had that moment of, I'm going to take Clayton back after he revealed information that would be breakup worthy in any other context. I'm going to take him back. I'm going to be convinced to take him back. And then it was worse the second time around, the second breakup time around, because you have all those, someone telling you that they're going to change is even better than someone telling you like for the first time that they like you.
0: Yeah, because they're going to change for you. There a change your for you?
1: <laughs> right. You're special. You change? This relationship is special. We have this connection. So for Clayton to break up again with Gabby and Rachel is even worse than telling them at the Rose ceremony from hell that he had sex with everybody.
0: Oh, yeah. It, it was so much worse. I and Gabby nailed it, right? I think they well, they both kind of references. And we, we talk, obviously, about the show. I try to give as much behind the scenes as I can. And a lot of, has been discussed about <clears throat> producers' involvement. First, you know, we I, I, I think the best defense for Clayton is that they had no business casting him in the first place. Yes. He, he's in over his head. He's not mature enough. And I don't say this to be cruel. I said this last episode, I, he has a lot of growing up to do. And, you know, the, the question with producers is, <clears throat> we posed this yesterday and I'd love to give your, get your take because, you know, it's like, which one do you want? Do you want the producers to like stay out of it? And and so when when cast say, when cast, when things don't go away at the, for cast, there's always like other oh, producers made me do it. Yeah. So do you want them to stay out of it or do you want the producers to guide casts the way they think they should be molded? Right. So like.
1: But what I think is happening is they're not guiding casts being like, they're not clearing the pathway for the correct decision. The producers are trying to produce an episode of television. Sure. They do not care what happens to your relationship as long as they can produce a fun episode of television. And so, you know, for a lead to think these people have my best interest at heart, you know, it's a very cynical thought to be like, they're just producing me for an episode of television. but. That's what that's how the system works. That's what's going on. And so I think I would prefer I would prefer a lead that you can tell is you almost want to see the tension of the lead pushing up against production because then you get the sense of like this person wanted to do the right thing and production kind of guided them over and i think with clayton there's no tension between what he wanted to do and what production wanted him to do
0: exactly well there is that i will say though we were there yesterday i was there natalie and i i I talked to jesse nicest guy by the way Mm -hmm. i I really jesse's a really nice guy i I mean it was i still I, i still think if they want him to host have him host and stop having him sit down and be a mentor if you're not going to have him be in a and mentor
1: like, Hey brother things look crazy out there hope you figure it out bye bye yeah. and like leaves <laughs> it's, it's I mean it's
0: hysterical <laughs> like it's almost uh, a funny thing but nicest guy ever and talking to him and and some of the producers and you know I've gotten to talk to Clayton a little bit and all I'll say is and this is maybe youth and inexperience ex- a little bit of hubris in thinking you know, I'm not stupid or I'm not dumb or thinking you have it all figured out, you know, that's the, for me <clears throat> being in the 25 range, age range, it's like, you're smart enough just to get yourself in trouble <laughs> because you're not you don't smart have <clears throat>
1: enough to get yourself out. <laughs> correct. Well, cause you
0: don't have that kind of, you know, uh, humility to just say, I don't know everything, you know, cause you're just comparing what you know at 25 to what you didn't know at 18. Ladies, I am happy to report there is this new amazing way to do your lips called Wonderskin. I'm looking at their website right now. It, it, you just put, what, the, the skin on your lips? It's like and then- a peel.
2: So, like, you put it on and it's actually, like, bluish, purplish. You leave it on there and then, obviously, you can pick whatever color you want it to, like, appear underneath. And then you peel off, like, the top layer And
3: then there's color underneath that supposedly, like, lasts all day. It's transfer resistant. So in addition to the lip stain, which we all love, we know is the lower Best of Beauty, they do the PureVoc, which is the opposite of cover-up. And the whole idea is that it is a skincare system that is so good. It's three products that you use, so that way you can feel, like, even more empowered to go makeup light, makeup free, just kind of let your skin vibe and do its thing. And
0: apparently it's just, like, the latest craze on TikTok. It's going viral. Everyone's loving it. So... Right now you you can jump on the Wonderskin train as well. Go to wonderskin.com and use promo code VIALL. You'll receive 20% off your plus free shipping on orders over $50. That's 20% off when you go to wonderskin.com and use promo code VIALL. Our resident tummy tumbler, Allie, <sighs> yeah, has something to say about Bloom Nutrition. Oh, that uh, delicious drink that apparently is made for you ladies
3: the mixer that i comes with it is really really good so that way it's like all it's like fully set in and it tastes very good on its own also if i'm feeling spicy sometimes i'll put some lemon or apple cider vinegar in so it's just like i always feel very healthful when i drink it and like i'm like okay This is good for me.
0: Well, if you identify as a hot girl with stomach issues like uh, our resident tummy tumbler, Allie, uh, if you're dealing with bloating, digestion issues, or just uh, don't know why you aren't feeling good lately, Bloom can help you feel hot year-round without the stomach issues. Bloom Nutrition makes it easy and delicious to give your body what it needs to feel your best inside and out. Their greens and superfood powder blends fights bloating, helps digestion, increase natural energy, and keeps your skin glowing. Bloom's greens are packed with over 50 nutrients, including whole fruits and veggies, fibers, probiotics, antioxidants, and more, all in one easy-to-drink formula. Over (laughs) 350,000 people trust Bloom to feel better every day. (laughs) <laughs> and right now, Bloom Nutrition is offering our listeners 50% off your purchase of their greens and food blends. When you go to bloom, com slash V-I-A-L-L, that is B-L-O-O-M-N-U dot com slash V-I-A-L-L for 15% off your purchase. Go to bloom, dot com slash V-I-A-L-L for 15% off.
1: Watching Clayton, I don't even think it is he thinks he knows what's right. He thinks he can handle it. I said yesterday in the recap I did for Vulture of like he wants to prove that he is smart and he is capable and that he is desirable. And I think a lot of the leads that end up as the lead without having gone through at least hometowns or fantasy suites, they come in wanting to prove something about themselves or about how they can navigate the process. And that gets in the way just as much of – hubris or ego and I, so i think it it's not even a place of like this huge ego from clayton but just this idea of like i'm gonna do this right i'm gonna figure this out i'm gonna show everybody i'm a good smart boy with a big brain and like it did not go the way he wanted because he was moving from a self-centered agenda rather than like an emotional agenda of like i'm gonna find the person i want to be with i'm gonna have this deep connection And so you end up that he's serving this other third goal over here and decimating everybody else's feelings along the way because he's trying to satisfy some question mark within himself. And I think, you know, Katie on her season, it was, I want to prove I'm the most level headed, intelligent, reasonable bachelorette. And it led to her having a series of meltdowns when things didn't go her way or she couldn't logic her way out of a situation i think matt james had this thing where he wanted to prove he wasn't his father and he wanted to protect his mother and like her feelings so he picked someone that reminded him of his mother and then they had to go through this very awkward public thing where he had to admit that maybe this girl wasn't the you know at the moment she was making decisions that were not healthy for her relationship being with a black man and so i think clayton is doing the same thing where he wants to prove that he is desirable that he can win that he himself is a prize to be won and i think it's ending up it, it ended up with what we saw that he was doing everything he can to keep the game going because like any football player knows like as long as there's time on the clock you can still win the game you don't yeah. care if there's a second left on the clock. You can throw a Hail Mary.
0: We, we said this yesterday. He's he, he approaches the bachelor like he kind of, you can kind of see it like he would a football game where it's just like, I just need one more yard. Just kind of muscle through everything. Yeah. My understanding is that he, these, many of these choices were very much his and mm-hmm. they might not have gotten in his way, but he was like, these are the things I want to do. And he did them. No, we might hear differently when he writes a tell-all <laughs> two months later, but my understanding, and again, my experience of talking to Clayton, he seems like an, a well-intentioned, nice guy, but he seems like someone who, he's like, it's like his earnestness and his his belief in himself that he he wants to do the right thing is the thing that gets him in trouble because you can have the best intentions, as we've seen, and and be reckless with people's hearts if you... As we talked about yesterday, over and over, if you choose not to like put yourself in other people's shoes and empathize, and and he just took the it's he took the bachelor being the bachelor so literally like a game, or it mm-hmm. was just like he. And I, I one thing I'd want to ask him that it, it seems unanswered is: Did you really honestly think about like life outside of the Bachelor, or like whoever never, you thought you're going to end up with? It sure, it does. It did not seem like at any moment you gave any
1: thought to well, that. Well, I mean, I think right? that something that's been very hard watching the whole season is he's not able, he has not been able to articulate either about the other women or about their connection, who they are as people. Not once. It is about yeah. how each of them make him feel or or him feeling accomplished that he can identify or explain something about them. So it's always. Gabby makes me laugh. I have fun when I'm with Gabby, not Gabby has this sense of of joy and freedom. And I see her with other people and I see the joy she brings other people. And I want to be a part of that. Or I don't even think, I don't even
0: remember hearing him say how he, they made him feel. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He, he just said, I love you. <laughs> you know, what, it's all. Yeah. There was no articulation, whether it was about his feelings or even about them. It was just, he just used the word is like something to say. It was like a currency. It's like, but, I, you know.
1: Yeah. I think uh, throughout the whole season, he was able to sort of be like, I have chemistry with Rachel. Yeah. Susie would, and the undercurrent I think of a lot of with Susie is like, Susie's the right choice. I would look good with Susie. Like that makes sense to me. And Gabby makes me laugh and I have fun with her. I, I think if you go back and look, he is able to articulate how they make him feel, but he's not able to sort of, talk about them as if they are independent people with independent lives because you do see that moment on these seasons where they go, like on Hometowns, like, what would this day be like for us that we're going to get a dog and we're going to go to this farmer's market? It was just like, these are the activities for today and then I go home and then that's all, bye-bye. Like, it's not about who these people are, that they have a life that he is also stepping into. It's just this exists for me to to be shuttled through yeah. and have these women inter- I, I interact with me and that's enough, you know? And even when you saw him, and this is a little bit about last night's episode, but seeing him say to each, to Gabby and Rachel, he said the same thing to each of them at various points to get them to stay. We just have to take it day by day. We have to take it step by step. I've never felt this way with anybody. So you have to stay and not, and that- I can't lose you. I need you to stay, yeah, sort of a thing. and that was the toughest part
0: because in, in real time, there it not many days went by, you know, like because no. sometimes when you watch it, you're just like, yeah, but you know, it's not what you think. It's not like the very next day we actually had to get on a plane, et cetera, et cetera, <laughs> and all those things. but at that at that stage, it was maybe, maybe tops from the time he begged Gabby to stay. And, and told, you know, he didn't have to beg Rachel, but that rose ceremony from hell from the time he broke up with them was maybe 48 hours. seventy If we're being super generous, 72 hours. Because uh, he met, I, there was probably a day in between, He Gabby met his parents one day, Rachel met his parents the ne- next day. Yeah, so like maybe three days, maybe. <laughs> so like in three days he went from I'm earnestly in love with both of you I don't know how to explain it, but I just am, to... The, the, when he <laughs> to, said...
1: I've gathered you all to this conference room to let you know that there are no longer resources for this company to stay afloat and both of you are being let go. The, he, like, yes. up in the aired those relationships. He brought in the, like, yeah,
0: the people, like, you bring, you know, the security was waiting, like, yep. escort you out. Your box, your, yeah, your banker's box, box yeah. is already
1: ready. I've cleared out your desk. Thank you for your time with the company. When he used the word
0: therefore to Gabby... <laughs> To try to explain to Gabby about love. Yes. I, 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 and I don't want to be mean piling on the guy. Cause like, I, I think he is well-intentioned and I really hope he learned from this, but that, that was, it, it. I think was, that spoke to his, his, his lack of awareness for how much he abused the position of being the bachelor.
1: Yeah. You want in that moment when your partner is breaking up with you or someone even you thought was your partner is breaking up with you, you want them to like let you down gently, create a nice soft place for you to like have those feelings or have the decency to just get the fuck out of there. And Clayton's like method of choice, especially with Gabby, was to mansplain the concept of love to someone and then be like, thank you so much for your service. Can, Bye-bye. Can, can I, I walk, walk you, you out? out? And it's like, I understand that there are these idioms and phrases and conventions of the but, show. But that's the thing. They're, they but, don't make
0: you say that shit. You know what right, I'm saying? but this like, is a moment that's where... him seeing like
1: he can't disconnect. <laughs> you want him to have a real human... Yes. Emotional, romantic moment because there are breakups that are romantic in their... Pain and their separation. And you wanted him to have a moment of, like, I'm so, I can't believe this is happening, but this is what has to happen. Goodbye. And instead, he said, Can I walk you out? And Gabby just going, No. No.
0: (laughs) That was iconic. I I was one of the more iconic moments in the history of the show for me. And, And I said this before. That is the difference, and that's why I'm hopeful for you know a season. Obviously, we'll get into the discussion of, <laughs> of Rachel and Gabby as co-bachelorettes, but Gabby hadn't even been the bachelor, or the bachelorette, rather. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. She she didn't presume this for real, I'm sure she's watched it, but in that moment, Gabby was just a human being dealing with real human feelings of her heart being crushed, and she wasn't worried about, am I allowed to say this, and I can't say this? And I've met plenty of people on this show where... You're just like, what the fuck are you doing? They just, (laughs) because they talk in like bachelor lingo. Yes. And they're, it's just fucking weird. It's like, can I still, you can just tell they're just like out of like a what they think they should say playbook.
3: Yeah,
1: they're like, when in Rome. (laughs) Yeah. Very much so. At this part in the season, you would hope that there is the depth of feeling that the lead would have for the contestants that they can just sort of be like, hey, I got to talk to you like a person for a second because I'm tired of wearing my bachelor skin suit. So, like, can I just be a blob of goo in front of you? And Clayton doesn't have that thing. He he never did that. Unless
3: he's telling Rachel, you're the first person I said I love you to (sighs) in six years. Like, that's, I think, one of the few moments that feels like deviating, having, like, real world meaning behind those words. But I want to
1: know if he and if like, he, we have so many questions. Has he for, told Gabby yeah, that? Yeah. Has he told Susie that? Like, what Whoa. was he saying to Gabby in the fantasy suite? Because if that's the level of, like, emotional whatever he's, like, digging through to get there, he's saying that to everyone. Like, when I heard... Rachel say that my first thought was he told that to everyone at some point he told that to everyone in the final three
0: Well, he didn't have a fantasy suit with Susie So we we won't be able to ask her what he said to her and that was one thing I wanted to ask Rachel and I hopefully I'll get a chance someday to ask her It's like what else did you guys talk about? It might be Outdated by the time I get a chance to talk about but like if when I thought we might be interviewing Rachel Which is I can only imagine because you know so much. So many people talk about the sex in the fantasy suite, but, like, you really spend most of your time, even if you do hook up, talking. It really... Yeah. That's how, how people take advantage of that time, and you really... And if he said that, I, I, I'm sure... She, Rachel could probably write a whole book on what Clayton said.
1: Well, I think it's... The, to me, it's like, if he's willing to say that to her, he's willing to say that, or something equivalent to, to everyone. Every. So even if he didn't say it to Gabby... I love you and I haven't felt this kind of love in six years. He said something equally intense to make her stick around. And he was banking on her remembering that so that she would stick around from the rose ceremony to hell, that she would go meet his parents. Can I know this is light, but can you imagine going to meet someone's parents after having that emotional, like, I'm about to leave, but now I got to go meet your mom and, like, give her a bottle of wine? Which, again, is another moment of, like don't have anybody meet your parents when you have them meet your parents you think that it's more emotional than now are you it talking is. about
0: gabby or Susie or rachel because that was all awkward I'm d-
1: <laughs> if if clayton should have been like nobody can meet my parents because we all fucked up everything's <laughs> upside down we're all gonna go to like a group therapy in iceland yeah, mom and dad sweat. are off the menu mom and dad are off the menu because i've met i've had you know my older brother uh, was he went through a period where he was dating a lot of people and he would introduce the girls to me and my boyfriend and some of the women would think "Ooh, I must be in the inner circle because I'm meeting his sister and like sit with me and be like hey girlfriend let's gab and I was like I'm so sorry you're the third Angela I've met this month like I don't I don't know what's happening here and so again it's like Clayton just tell them we're not meeting my parents. I got to do right by these women and having my parents meet them is not going to answer another question. It's just going to, it's just going to make it worse. Yeah.
0: I mean, you're right. But unfortunately, (laughs) like I, that one, I won't put on, on Clayton to like completely change the format. Yeah. He doesn't have that say, you know what I'm saying? Like there's just little things knowing that world where I'm just like break, you know, him breaking up with Rachel and the group breakup.
1: Yes. (laughs) Who said
3: that? Was that Gabby? That that was Rachel. That was Rachel.
0: Yeah. Iconic for Rachel. Just.
3: That word, that phrase should not exist. Group breakup? Group breakup. Never. The the, the two on
1: none. Is that what we're doing? A two on none date? (laughs) It's just. And so
0: that is a moment where even if the producer's like, hey, so like.
1: You got to break up with both of them. You got to break up with both of them. They're both here.
0: They're both here. I know I wouldn't have. And that's the thing many many leads most leads every lead i've ever talked to pushes back on some level saying i'm not doing that or can we do and and in my experience with working with them they they do reason with you and most of the time they do look out for you to find love i mean i they've given me a lot of good advice they've (laughs) they've given me bad advice yeah they've also given me good advice where i was like yeah thank you Thank you for not letting me, you know, like I see how on a T like in this world that, okay, I missed that. And so like I, I judge Clayton, I, I blame, I, I blame Clayton for that, not the show. Not, yeah. For, for breaking up these women because at any point it could be like, that's not okay. I can't do that. Like I need, I need. Even
1: if they make you do that, find a way to give each person their individual moment. Not out of obligation of like, oh, well, Gabby left and I got more stuff in the script. I have to say, let me go find it. Like,
0: I don't think they had to make him at all. I don't even think it was their idea because it's the way he, the way he did it was just kind of like, I just wanted, he just wanted to get it over with. It felt yes. like.
1: Oh, yes. Yes. And I have been in that breakup where the person is like, I just want to get this over with. And then like, we can go. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm making, I, make, I <laughs> someone, I was dating someone and. He got somewhere in his mind that we were having dates, going on romantic dates. It was clear that we were a couple. He was doing cute things for me. And then like a few weeks in, he was like, I think I just want to be friends with benefits. And I was like, cool. I don't want that. And even more, I'm going to make you have the breakup that you clearly don't want to have with me. And then he couldn't do it. And I said, cool. I'm going to give you homework. I gave this gentleman homework. I said, I'm going to go to town for a week. When I come back, I expect to see an email written from you giving me the breakup that I deserve to have with as much respect as you believe this relationship deserves. I'm giving you an assignment. I expect to see it in my inbox by Saturday afternoon. Did he? No. And I even sent him a follow up being like, just so you know, you're getting an incomplete on your final grade. (laughs) And I sent him an email being like, you disrespected. I asked you to do something, and if you were—I told you if this was something you wanted to do out of respect for me, you would follow through and and you, you do it. Literally and you gave
0: him that you gave him the answers. To the I test. gave you
1: the answer to the test. I said you can bring a cheat sheet, and I said you clearly didn't do it. So that tells me about how you view me, in addition with how you thought you could handle this, trying to pivot me into being a friends with benefits after doing all this cute stuff for me. And then you know he had his responses after that, but you have to. Make him, and I think Gabby did a great job of making the case for you have to stop and talk to me like a person. And I think Rachel did too. They did it with different emotional intentions, but they both sort of said, stop. I'm a person. I am not just a contestant on this show. You have to treat me like a person and be accountable to me as an adult man and you can tell Clayton was very uncomfortable having to do that because he thought he would just get to sit down and be like, thank you for your time. We are the the organization is going in a different direction. And, you know, so and so will take your key card on the way out. And he he thought he could get away with it. Yeah. And I and it makes
0: me wonder, too. It's just like I know people uh, have said and I, I don't I don't think this is a valid excuse uh, about like. The show should only cast people who have been in the final four because they can relate to this emotional heartbreak. I understand the logic. And as someone who was a runner up twice (laughs) and both times, I was and I sometimes feel ashamed to admit was truly devastated. I was I wasn't like, yeah, I know she's not going to pick me. I was fucking crushed. And and yes, as a bachelor, I it made me it was easier to empathize for sure. But you do not have to go through that to be able to empathize with what you're doing and the role you have and the power you have as as a bachelor. And Matt James, he wasn't even on the show. Right. And he didn't. He wasn't this reckless. No. So I don't buy the excuse that Clayton didn't have an opportunity to be in this position. Now, I do think because he wasn't in the final four, that didn't help. You know what I'm saying? I, I do think that he was short sighted to say, well, you know, like I had fun. It was fun for me. They made me the batch out of it. I didn't have to like
1: I was eliminated and I was a little uncomfortable, but it was yeah, fine. I didn't
0: really develop any feelings and he just assumed that everyone went through the same experience as him. I believe that. But Yeah, that, I believe that. That doesn't, for sure. That just that just speaks to again, I just think he just has a lot of growing up to do in terms of recognizing that you know well the world's not all about him, I mean, this is a guy who again, nice family well intentioned, fine, but he he's an athlete, he's probably been the best at most of his athletic uh, <laughs> things that he's had yeah. to do most of his life, and that's and he's still relatively young and being good at sports and being a one percenter in athletic ability and making it all it's way a the n f l social
1: currency gets you
0: it gets you pretty. It gets you to your mid-twenties pretty easily without yeah. any effort whatsoever. <laughs> and I think that's literally what you're seeing is a guy who's never really had to put much thought into other people around him because life's been catered to him up until this point.
1: And you never heard also from Clayton of what that relationship was six years ago, that he that was the last time that he had said, I love you, or what was happening. How old is he? 28 28
0: okay so he was 22.
1: he was 22 but So you're not even hearing like what his relationship experience has been between then and he didn't come on to the season being like my experience with Michelle taught me this so you have to even wonder like what do you think the point of dating is like what do you think you're supposed to be getting out of this experience and Again, it's like what answer does he like? Well, I have to get to the end and then I'll have a wife it's like you can get a wife. People get wives all the time. Do you want to fall in love? Do you want to meet your person? Is there something in your life that hasn't been satisfied by being alone or your friends or your family? And he doesn't really have answers to that because that's not what he's saying to Gabby and Rachel and even to Susie to say, I want you back in my life. Here's this hole that you feel that is missing in mine. It's just, well, I get to the. At the end, I get a wife. I want. I said I would get wife, and I have no wife. Where is she, please? Where wife? Where wife? Yeah. Please tell me where wife. <laughs> <laughs> Looking for wife? Like, I want to do a relationship and have wife. Like, there, that's not... You don't build a declaration of love on, I just want to do a relationship and have wife. Like that, if, you know, if my boyfriend, when he proposes if he proposes if he said i just want wife i'd be like cool bye bye no that's not the proposal and clayton i don't think is able to make that sales pitch to anybody i mean i guess susie found something in her to get back in that relationship we have questions for susie (laughs) But I think he was
3: like so because throughout the entire season, he seemed like he was someone who's very in the moment and very present, very focused on the person he was with. And I think it's that inability to contextualize those interactions and the way they fit into the world as a whole that we're seeing come to bite him, because he might be like, I'm so laser focused. and I love all these women. I'm so in these relationships. But then if you can't apply that when you go back to your hotel room and are thinking about reasonably like what's going to happen next, what's the point of all the chemistry you feel and those fleeting moments?
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I, I bring up me being the bachelor obviously a lot on the show because it's all I have in terms of my experience. <laughs> it's right? All you have,
1: <laughs> yeah, no, that is all life. I have.
0: But on our bachelor recaps,
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> it comes up a lot. And I've said this before. I remember when they first asked me to be the bachelor, and I, I remember being sick to my stomach, and I, I just kind of was like, I don't really care about money or anything else. I care about the women you cast because, like, I want to find, I want this to work. Like, I, yeah. I don't want to do this. You know, like I really want this to work. And every from night one on, it was all about like, can I try to make this work with somebody? And as soon as I felt a connection with Vanessa, I prioritized that, you know, in that relationship and every decision I made. And I tried to early on figure out, try to lock in because it was like, then how do I protect this person? Then I had a conversation with the producers being like, you need to protect her protect me and like let's let's make some good TV kind of yeah. thing. and it feels like Clayton just again the whole time was just like he he wasn't thinking about when they asked me the bachelor I was like cool I get to be the bachelor I get to meet 30 <laughs> women I get yeah. to have a night where they all come out of the limo it's just like he just kind of enjoyed being the bachelor I didn't enjoy a moment of being the <laughs> bachelor at all I really didn't I had no fun whatsoever. It was like I just tried to get through yeah. being The Bachelor. Yeah, just I think it's just inexperienced.
1: And I think there was that moment, too, where we were watching when they were teasing, like, the woman who comes out that is with Clayton is going to shock and surprise you. And we had a feeling based on what was happening so far, that it was probably going to be Susie. But there was a moment where we were sitting here and we're like, what if it's Teddy? What if it's Shanae? What if it's... Serene, because her brother was there. Her brother was there. What if no, she was there. What if it's... Yeah, she no, was there. Yeah. Or like, what if it's Kira, because she you know, shot her shot. <laughs> but that feeling of like, it could be any of these 30 <laughs> women that went home before if they came out and said, we're together now, we made it work.
0: Would have been like, okay.
1: Okay, I guess that's what happened. But it doesn't... That's not a good... That's not a good season if everybody feels like they could have had a shot at the end. Like a season where you're like, wow, it's down to these two, it's down to these three. And he, you really have this feeling that it, it could be anyone and whoever it could be is, you know, it's something you wanted to happen but didn't know you could happen but feels right and it should happen. Like that's what a good romantic ending feels like when you're sort of going between two or three people. And it on this season and like looking at it as a season of television it's like yeah i guess that was what was going to happen sure what else is on and that's not as a viewer that's not emotionally satisfying that doesn't pay off the promise of the show of we're going to give you this romantic fun experience and the story of two people who broke up and came back together could be fun and romantic and sweet but we didn't they chose not to show us that. They chose not to show in how Susie and Clayton talked about their reconciliation. It didn't, it felt like settled information and not this is a new, vibrant, interesting thing that we are so excited about. We can't stop talking about it. Yeah. And I don't expect every relationship to look the same, but watching them together again is a viewer of a piece of television. I know they're real people, but to me, They're imaginary. You only became real to me when I walked in today. Like, oh, you're a person. Uh, (laughs) But I watched it as a viewer of television, and if they wanted to edit together a romantic ending, they did more for Katie and Blake by him having the boombox and playing their song than they did in delivering a final romantic image for the season.
0: Yeah, but there's only probably so much they – could do they could
1: have dropped rose petals when he handed her the final rose i guess they, everybody could have had roses under their seats and thrown them down onto the stage you do any callback to a date they went on literally anyway.
3: anything that him and Susie did on the season you like call back that they're,
0: you're they're not said, gonna, we do need like we a wa- clock do you tower wanted to see that
1: i think it would i would have been like all right they're giving it to us at this, least it's a love story they try they're my the, favorite
2: moment was when he left <laughs> the stage and all of a sudden Allie goes he got her a puppy. <laughs> He's getting a sense. puppy.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That would have been, <laughs> like, been sweet. Like, you know, you know, Susie.
0: It was one rose.
1: It yep. was one rose. He could have gotten her a dozen roses. He could have gotten her a hundred roses. They could have, you know, it's phony. It's fake. But I'm watching a television show about romance that has been edited and chopped and screwed. Give me the thing I want to see. Yeah. If and you're watching a rom com and they don't kiss at the end after they've run to the airport to meet each other, it's a bad rom com.
0: Yeah, well, they and that I think I blame that on the show. I blame that, it on uh, I blame I, it on the show. I, yeah, because like and you said, Clayton's uh, is not a romantic guy at all. I'm not saying I'm some Casanova, but like <laughs> I, I can dig deep and I've pulled some like romantic shit on that show too, and when he grabbed that rose that we all thought was a puppy or anything else <laughs> than a rose, he Clayton was proud of himself. Mm-hmm. He was excited. He was like, I got something for you. And and I'm not trying to beat up on the guy, but I think that's this kind of this the, the maybe youth, youthful youthfulness or whatever it is where he thinks that he thinks that was something and that was just a beat of the show. To be like, we'll give her the final rose. That was not...
1: It felt very, Mom, I made you a macaroni necklace mm-hmm. at art class and thinking that Mom is actually going to wear it to a fun, fancy party. <laughs> it's like, kid, that's going in a drawer. Susie's not holding on. Like, <laughs>
0: Oh, no. She, she just forgot it in her dressing room.
1: Yeah. 100%. But if you want the... I'm saying as the show wants the audience to believe that this is the relationship that we should root for and... Clayton and Susie said, we want people to root for us. We hope that people can get there and root for us. You got to demonstrate to me that this is more than, well, I ain't have nothing else to do. So I'm going to get back with my ex-boyfriend who's like, okay. Yeah. What's her favorite candy? Get her a thousand of her favorite candy. What's her favorite cookie? Make them in the shape of a rose. I could do this all <laughs> night. Like, come on. There are little things that he could do that the show could help him put together. The show could have even given him as an option and say, just do this. They could have dropped rose petals. They, they not... could have brought out a band, whatever. They weren't doing they it.
0: They were not doing it. A thing, something that I know that was talked about, and let's move... The conversation more to gabby and and Su- uh, rachel rather and i think we all felt this way and we and it was kind of it came to a head when he broke up with rachel or kind of and we saw rachel leaving it's that you know a lot of times you know the way the show's edited they want to they want to distract you and you know surprise you and and maybe hide a connection here or there you know make you think they're going to pick someone else type of thing but we always thought I we thought it was Rachel the whole season. It yes. seemed like the strongest connection. Susie was definitely catching up, but and Clayton definitely got excited. You know, that bell tower thing, like I, I as, as someone who's been in his shoes, knowing how tired I'm sure he was, <laughs> the fact that he got excited meant he really was excited that she was there. Cause most of the people you just be like, Oh fuck, I gotta talk again. You know, so he clearly <laughs> was into her. But you know, other people have been like, "Oh, maybe the show just edited Rachel and Clayton's connection to like just to like fool us." But like clearly, we saw Rachel's reaction, and that is, I certainly Rachel did wasn't. not think that the show played up their connection. No, to No, she was us.
1: fully in in love. Yeah,
0: because Gabby, you know, they they responded very differently. They're obviously different women, different personalities, but also like, and even Gabby kind of said as much at Afr. She thought. Clayton might pick her, but she was prepared for Clayton not to pick her. She she understood the assignment. She knew what she signed up for, et cetera, et cetera, and she chose to believe Clayton. Rachel, whatever Clayton whatever did and he said, said, she was like, he's picking me. Mm-hmm. She did not prepare herself at all, and I, I wouldn't either if someone said in private, I've never said I love you to someone in six years, and I'm not even a lot like, You know, I know Ben Higgins said it before and it's been there have been breaking rules recently, but the L word is a big deal in that world still. And when you say it, you're thinking you're not supposed to say that, (laughs) but you're saying it to me. Yeah. And I don't know if Clayton even realizes that. I don't know, but I bet Rachel did.
1: Yeah. And you saw Rachel's reaction was grief. It was grief. She was sad the way she reacted when he said that he told other that he had told the other women that he loved them to when, you know, she realized that he was breaking up with her in the group breakup situation. It was grief and this sort of a, a disbelief almost of I didn't think you would do this to me. Yeah. And the way she kept saying, I, didn't, I, don't, I don't know that you're going to put me in a car right now. Are you really going to put me in a car right now of this disbelief that he could do that to her because of how she felt with him? And again, it's that thing of like the relationship that I believe we have built has deserved, deserves more than this. And yeah. it deserves more than this formality or this ca- callousness in a lot of ways to put her in the car, to break up with her, not on her own. And I think Gabby was saying, there's a lesson here. You may not learn it today, but you can and will learn it about how you're supposed to treat people. And I think Rachel was saying, I am someone that deserves this love and this grace, and you made me believe that. And now there will be, you will suffer this, The loss of me in your life because of how you've made me feel and how you told me I made you feel
0: But there's a reason why as long as the show has been on and how many seasons they've had that Like it's rare To have a season where two people really thought they were it. It doesn't happen that often Happened with me uh, It happened with Blake on Becca Kufrin's season. Mm-hmm. Um, I think
3: Brandon thought he was it with Brandon, Michelle. Brandon, Brandon thought he was Brand, it. Mm-hmm. Brandon
0: and Michelle. But it it's not it's not that easy because you just, there's that usually that one person, they get that extra special attention because usually it's like they truly are just vibing with that one person. And when they're not, they kind of start getting careful because they know they're going to have to break someone's heart. They, they empathize. And the way Clayton went about it, like specifically with Rachel, she had seen, Like, you know, she probably, she's seen this show before, but he validated her clearly, obviously in all the ways that every winner's ever been validated. And Rachel, and that's the thing, people might say, well, you know what you signed up for, but Rachel acted like, and I bought, and I felt like she had every right to feel the way she did. Like someone who had been in a relationship for years, you know, engaged or even like a family and he leaves for another woman out of nowhere you know what i'm saying like out of no with no preparation whatsoever and I, i i felt and empathized with rachel so much because i felt like she even though on the bachelor was validated to feel those feelings and
1: there was no hesitation from him to any relationship of i have to watch what i say i have to moderate what i'm feeling and sometimes you'll even see you know the lead being like, I had to do that even in my final one relationship, and it wasn't until this point where I was able to actually say and do exactly what I wanted. But he didn't He didn't moderate any of that. He never moderated how he talked about the women, how he talked to them about them, like the way, how intimate he was with them, even, even with how much affection he showed. There was no reason for her to ever think it wasn't gonna be her. And there probably was no reason for Gabby to think it was never gonna be her. It seemed like Susie was the only one that sort of had a hesitation, but that wasn't even from him and his feelings.
0: No, yeah, it was just about her boundaries.
1: It was about yeah, about this expectation that she had for him. And I think again, like Clayton just was in the moment being like, I love you, and I love you too. I love everybody. Isn't that great? There's love here. Why no one else is smiling, no one else is happy, what's going on? And not never thinking there's gonna be a consequence. Never thinking there's going to be, uh, you know, a next step for his actions, and I and I said in my recap from a, that I was, Clayton was right. Maybe Team Clayton. He's allowed to say he's allowed to say I love you. He's allowed to sleep with as many people as he wants, but it does not free him from consequence. That and was after was,
0: the Susie breakup.
1: Yes. Yeah. And so I and so it does not free him from consequence, and he obviously thought there would never be consequences for him anywhere in this and now that he's with Susie, were there consequences for him in in, if you look at the world and the plot of the show
0: well yeah that's kind of how we open up the discussion yeah i'm happy for them i do hope i hope they work out but like if clayton was my brother or i was this was like an ass nick episode i had to get my (laughs) like someone called in and asked my true sense i would say let's say let's say some version of Susie called in, am dating this guy. Let me tell you this story. Yeah. He's dating these other women and blah, 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 blah. Right? It wasn't on The Bachelor. And I'd say, hey, I'm concerned that this person that you want to believe is ready and is well-intentioned isn't really ready. And you're stunting his ability to really reflect and grow as an individual because he's going to spend so much of his own energy trying to make this work. And you being with him is is gonna he's gonna see it as validation for his decisions and it's gonna be he's gonna hold on to this even if it's not right. That's the yeah. thing. Like even it's if it's
1: proof that he's a good person, yes. that he was able to get Susie back. And if you look at a woman is not a prize or the end result of a man's self-growth, the self-growth itself is the prize or the award of the of of the outcome of working on yourself. And I think The way that it's framed and the way that they decided to talk about it on the show, Clayton worked on himself. He felt bad. That was enough to get Susie back. And it's not just how their relationship operates, which I don't know. I'm not there. If Susie was my friend, if she wrote me asking for some help, I know what my answer would be. And it would, you know. Just
0: go slowly. Take your time. Don't
1: you know. This, this is, this is what it's going to be for the rest of your, is this, is being with someone who's always going to be three steps behind you for where you are emotionally, is that what you want to be doing for the rest of your life? And I also think it sends a weird, which the show continually does, it sends a weird message that if a man works on himself, then a woman should take him back, and then she is that prize for the, the growth, and now he's done. And like a woman is not a prize for a man's growth. He should be satisfied enough that he's a better person. And then maybe someone would choose to be with that better version of himself. Then I'm going to work on it for like a couple weeks and then we'll get back together.
3: I also think you saw that in kind of the language Rachel was using about like collateral damage, about how like that also not only does that relate to Susie, but it relates to the way that Gabby and Rachel were feeling throughout the whole thing of like, oh, we're just like little pawns in this weird chess game you're playing.
0: Well, yeah, that's that was again just him being, he he really did treat them like pieces in his game. Yes, his game as I get to be the bachelor, um, and and it, Juan Pablo was guilty of that. I mean, I I remember a story that night one, uh, he was just like so where are all the bitches at? You know, that was like, and the producers immediately kind of like, this guy's oh, no, a no, piece no, no. of shit. Oh, no, no, and, he made a
1: mistake. And it was just like,
0: yeah, no. Like, yeah. And, and when, you know, there's so many producers and most of the producers that are on the ground, they don't make this decision. They're sure. just like, all right, I guess this is the guy we got to we gotta work with. We got to navigate, okay. yeah. Um, but I remember them telling me he said that. And it, you could just tell, like, he had objectified them in a kind of literal sense of like, I'm the Bachelor. These are... He kind of had a sense of ownership to that. They're there for him. And,
1: and I think when we think of objectifying, we think of it in that sexual sense that a man is now treating a woman as a sexual object. And I think we saw Clayton objectify the way that we're talking about that. He treated them as pawns. They were pieces in this game that he made them objects in his story and they were no longer people with depth and feeling and their own stories and histories They were the things he needed to keep around or move so that he could get what he wanted. And I think, you know, we talk about and say objectification to mean a very certain specific thing and calling women bitches certainly is. But keeping somebody around to make you feel good or to make you feel like this this fun experience you're still having is still going on, but you're ultimately not thinking about what they're going through, you're not giving them the dignity of their own emotional life, that is a, a, a way to objectify someone as well. And so again, it sends this strange message of like, it's okay to objectify women if in the end you get a love story or one of them says, I want to be with yeah. you or something. And so it, again, it's just sort of like a strange narrative that doesn't really like, the, I think the show like, itself yeah. isn't, but don't you think people viewing in, him critically
0: but don't you think people in life do that I mean even both genders in terms of like I mean relationships people often will validate the, themselves through their relationships you know whether it's a woman dating a man vice versa where we we will hold, they, people lack the ability to find them like individual self-worth in, in, in like their 20s or 30s It's like once they get out of college. I have to be in a relationship society tells us we have absolutely to, Why are you single The Why are you single talk? So it's like
1: and you, I think it's just for me what as we were sitting here watching it I was like if people wanted like what does it mean to lead somebody on what Clayton did to Gabby and, and Rachel yeah. he led them on he let them think that there was still a chance that they were he kept them on the hook until he could get who he really wanted, and that was Susie.
2: And that goes along with the whole, like, game, hedging bets, gambling situation, because we talked about this when he was fighting so hard for Gabby to stay. And I was like, that was just him doing a sales pitch so that he knew he would still have multiple options. Even if Susie had gone home, he didn't want to just be left with Rachel. He wanted, like, a higher chance that he could end up with someone. Yeah. That's why he fought so hard for Gabby, because he was like, oh, shoot, I went from three to two to one. Let's at least get back to two. That might have been it,
0: too. I also felt like, after watching it back, that maybe Susie was, in fact, his his favorite at the time. Or maybe part of it had to do with Susie leaving, you know, that kind of, like, want what you can't have. And so when he went into that rose ceremony from hell, it, it actually seemed like he really didn't know, because... He was gonna pick Susie, so he's just like, Well, I need to reset.
1: Yes. I and, think I think it was this can I can get more time to think about how this is all gonna end if they're both here. Yes. I will have enough time to deal with this if I can keep them both here. Even if I end up with if, you know, Susie won't take me back and I can stay with Rachel or Rachel leaves and I can get with Gabby. If Gabby leave like it was I got. How do I play this so I have enough time to figure this out?
3: Yeah, it was like emotional consequence procrastination the yeah. entire season. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> yeah. Now, I feel like the brief time we got to see Susie and Clayton, it does seem a little bit like she is going to run that relationship. Agree or disagree?
1: You have to. You have to. You have to. With. With Clayton. Sure, I think. But it seemed like she almost came
0: out there and was like, let me do the talking. That's the vibe. She said I got. as
1: she was hugging
2: him, you did good. Or like you did well. Like it was like a coaching situation. Like a teacher. Yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. But, well, and and I guess if that's the case, like maybe that's what Susie's into. Susie was very impressive, I thought, this episode. When she held Clayton accountable and she articulated how Clayton made her feel, I thought she was excellent. I mean, she kept her composure all well, like it didn't seem like planned or, you know what I'm saying? It seemed a very authentic yeah. and she really, I mean, I felt like she was very relatable to a lot of people, especially women who have felt that way. And so, you know, she's very capable of, of doing these things where we're, we've all been, we've been very critical obviously of Klein's inability to do some of these things. So what is it that Susie, is seeing in Clayton that made her, according to Clayton, reach out to him post show.
1: Listen, I don't know. And if, you know, if she likes it, I love it, but couldn't be me. <laughs> no, yeah, it's not, it's not, it's not my the but... um, you know, that feeling of, I have this where I will like make too many decisions in a day and I'll get home and like tell my boyfriend and be like, you need to pick what movie we watch tonight. Cause I made 15 decisions sure. today. Susie must never have that executive fatigue because she will, she seems to want to be able to make every decision and go to Clayton and be his coach and mentor. And she's not the first person who would not either gender to have that sort yeah. of relationship. But it, you know, and- it feel I would want my partner to be to making the decision to work on themselves and doing all the work and be able to point out specifically what they're doing that is improving this relationship, and I don't have to worry that we're going to be back here again.
3: I interpreted Susie's behavior. And, like, her decision to talk and take a more prominent role in speaking as a self-awareness of, like, we just watched this man absolutely destroy two people. We watched him do a lot of bad stuff. Then, like, on the stage, the women got to come out and tell him, like, how wh- how bad the stuff he did was. And so I almost interpreted it as, like, a self-awareness of, like, people don't want to hear from you. Like, nobody wants to hear you in love with me right now after the way you made those people feel.
1: And it's going—we all understand— why Clayton wants Susie. We all understand how he got to that point. There's probably a lot of people on Twitter, online, being like, how the fuck could Susie take him back? She yeah. has to do her own reputation damage control yeah. to be like, I'm going to tell you what's where the status is so you understand where I'm coming from. And I think there's more pressure on her. There's more probably going to be more focus on her as a woman, as the woman in the relationship, as somebody that's set... This expectation or this boundary, whatever you want to call it, that you know she didn't want him to sleep with people or, or say "I love you" to other people. She, a woman who's already set a boundary is now going, looking like she's changing that expectation or ha- setting something different for herself. There's a lot of room for people to go after her. So for her to be like, "I have to talk because they already think you're a dumb dumb. I we can't be two dumb dum-dums on this couch. I will not be." A dum-dum in solidarity with a dum-dum. So she has to come out and state her piece and explain her decision or explain enough of her rationale to be like, this is, you know, our business and y'all got to deal with it. So I think it makes sense also for her to do her own reputation management in that moment.
0: Yeah. I mean, she obviously was watching the internet as the season was unfolding. She was... Getting back together, well, I, we don't know the timeline. We'll get to ask Susie that. We have a ton of questions that we're coming up with. Thank you for th- <laughs> for, for Susie as she walks in here momentarily. I'm guessing, but <laughs> but you know, I, to that point, like I give Susie a lot of credit because we've obviously been hard on Clayton, uh, so has Bachelor Nation, and rightfully so. Do we give her some points for for, wh- for whatever she sees of staying? steadfast there's a lot of people who would have been even convinced even if they truly love someone to break up because it's not a good look on them i mean plenty of people in bachelor nation in life you know in terms of like it, this is, I don't, I don't, I don't want to do this.
3: Ego being healthy sometimes. Yeah. Like, that that's like a healthy application of ego, is being like, I'm not going to let my pride, like, my pride might be the thing that stops me from like reneging on this thing, even if it's easier, even if it feels sparkly and good and like I can be loved again, saying like, but I am going to say like, nope, that's not a good look for me.
0: Yeah. And there's been speculation that the, they wanted Susie to be the bachelorette. Mm-hmm. I mean, we all know how it ended now. So, I, I do, I'm, I can confidently say the decision to have bachelorettes at the same time was a decision that they came up with in the past 48 hours <laughs> yeah. or at least the past <laughs> week. It is not something yes. they have been planning on doing. I also know, I remember talking to one of the producers when the season started airing and I asked him, do you guys know who your bachelorette is? And And that, one of that person said pretty confidently, like, yeah, we know who I think we're, we want. I don't know who that was. Mm -hmm. So there's been this speculation. But my point is, is, Susie had so many outs. I mean, she left... Clayton was single. Yeah. So the fact that she reached out to him and then maybe she could have just been talking to him, but she stayed with him through all of this. I mean, at least you got to give her some credit for... Doing something that she believes in her heart is something she wants. And she's for all the shit we give people about <laughs> Instagram followers and doing it for their brand. And like, I don't know if you could accuse Susie not doing this for love. Whether
1: we agree with well, her like decision said, or not. As we say in my community, if she likes it, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> that, that is yeah. Yeah. her journey and her story. <laughs> but I mean,
0: I think we should recognize at least the sincerity for, from Susie because if nothing else,
1: there is a lot to lose and very little to gain yes. in continuing this relationship. And so thinking of all the different things that you can gain and lose by being on a season of The Bachelor or The Bachelorette. She has lots to lose. There's not lots to gain. But the thing that she can gain is love. And I think that's the heaviest thing, the biggest thing in that category of like things to gain. And she's balancing everything. And that's the decision she came up with. That's the scissors she came up with.
0: It. Let's talk about the two bachelorettes. Oh my God. Are we excited? Emotional chaos. My first, I tweeted, <sighs> I go, oh, I kind of like this idea. And then moments later, I was like, oh, I see where this is going to go.
1: They want, it's we're, gonna, they want, we're both in love with the same man. I honestly. <clears throat> That's don't, the, that if you're if you're if I was writing a, a TV show yeah. that was two batch, two leads on a romantic
0: But if we came up with it that fast, so did the so producer. So did that. And but I don't think that's why they casted them. Yes. I think they truly had two iconic choices. Yes. You know? And and that's what made it such a great finale is that Gabby and both Rachel were relatable in two different ways of two different women.
1: And I think the moment for us, we were watching and they said, it's Gabby and Rachel. We're like, okay, yes, we sort of figured out. They're doing a little wordplay to make us think yeah. of who it could be. And then they said at the same time. And we all gasped, <gasps> screamed at the same, in unison.
0: I mean, it's never been yes. done, so that's yes. fun. But yes, it's going to have, it's going to be, they're bringing a little bit of paradise to the Bachelorette because
3: I think they're going to spin it as like the moment where Gabby checked on Rachel. Uh, When Gabby came back to the rose ceremony from hell and like checked on Rachel, I think they're trying to spin it in that way of like, they'll be there to support each other and help each other. But it's like, for the drama the, that's not dramatic at all feel like. do we feel
2: like for their one-on-one dates are they each gonna go out on a one-on-one and then come back and talk about them or is it just gonna be a bunch of double dates
1: because How the, if we w- get a bunch of scenes of just the two of them being like okay i just went out with this guy he's a maniac send him like, <laughs> and the other agree, one's like right? but i love well, him we're, we're I, strategically, I, would, that. I would love that that would be yeah. so fun so funny well, Incredible. We'll,
0: well, we will get that. We'll get that early on. The first first third of the season will be a lot of empowerment. It'll be a lot of what we've loved—the the moment of Rachel checking on Gabby and Gabby apologizing to Rachel when she didn't need to. She was simply empathizing with her. My prediction: we'll get a lot of that early on. And then, as it narrows it down, there'll or maybe we in the middle there, that we'll get that drama of yeah. and listen. The, this is where the. You know the producers; they don't know. They, they don't know these guys. These casted. Yep. They might hope
1: there's no bad ideas in brainstorming. Yeah. These, these, <laughs> these,
0: these are very. These are two very different women. Yes. Very different personalities. Uh, you would think that some men would be attracted to Rachel, and some men would be attracted to Gabby.
1: That's what I want to know. Do the guys have to lock in? their tracks and they're like, I, I cannot go between oh. the two. Do the men That's have possible. To, to register and vote or something? <laughs> like, again, <laughs> there's a lot of different, there's a lot of fun, weird mechanics.
0: Well, they can't put them, the show, the only thing I feel like the show can't do that they can't get away with, like they can't do what they did to, to Caitlyn and, and Britt, is yes. pit them against each other. Yes. Right? They can't, you know what I'm saying, where they good and the, Gabby they can't... even
1: said multiple times, "I will not compete for love. Yeah, I will be loved. I will not compete for it. Well, so that
0: that's good. Some you will want to remember because they love to bring back a callback. Oh of, yeah, like, <laughs> a, of those moments. So,
2: but what if they each have their top three, and one crossover is in both of their top threes, and they both want to have a fantasy suite with him?
1: Ooh, again, there are no bad be... ideas in brainstorming. Yeah. Let's keep going. Oh no, popcorn know, guys Oh, no.
0: I don't think that...
1: I don't think that... I think they can... would have enough, like, if you're into him, I'm backing off. And I think you might see a guy refuse to mm. land on a side, but I think for the two of them, they appear to have enough respect and camaraderie to be like, you like him, I'm backing off. I would hope so, uh, yeah.
0: Again, they're not... They, this had a mess of a season. They're going to yes. have to rebound from that a little bit, right? Like you can only, Bachelor Nation can only take so much. We need, they they need they a need, love story. They need
1: a happy, <laughs> they need
0: a happy settled yes.
1: love story. Because they have so not had a lot of those. My
0: guess is they won't, listen, if it happens, it happens. They're not going right. to stop chaos if chaos shows up at its door. But th- I I don't imagine they're going to try to really push the envelope towards the end. Like you might see a little bit of it in the middle. Yeah. Because I what I don't I think Gabby and Rachel are w- far more intelligent enough to recognize the possibility of this as well as we sit here moments after it got announced. Yes. And I think they will in fact be there to protect each other. I do believe that they will that will be both of their individual goals. Now, they don't know who these men are and if they crush on the same person, but I suspect there will be... I, I think that, honestly, the more I think about it, that crossover of liking the same guy, the same guy... Well, it doesn't really matter if the same guy likes them, because that guy will just look like a fuckboy and get yeah. sent home. But if they're into the same guy, I I think that will be more towards the beginning of the season rather that than the end. That could get
1: settled in a yeah. lot of different ways very early. Yeah. Do But again, do they do it love is blind style? The guys talk to them in the pods and the guys reveal who they want to go with. Do they do it like are you the one style where each man has been matched with one of the bachelorettes? What do the dates then, look like? Like what do the dates look like? Do they go on the same trips? Do they
0: cast more? Is it more than 30?
1: No, they just said they 30. They just said 30 men. It's just 30. I would be like I want an extra 15. I want a buffer. I want a buffer 15. Well, yeah. <laughs> oh, I just flux. said it. You're,
0: you're going to get... Uh, there, there's going to be a lot of uh, called out fuck boys.
1: Do they cast identical twins <gasps> and they do switch a <laughs> ruse and go back and forth between the two bachelorettes they would lo- where they're in one, two places at one time and swap.
0: They would love that. But I think they would, I think they would <laughs> cast identical twins every season if they found identical twins to cast every yes. season. And I do think that this decision to have two bachelorettes, I, I virtually know that this decision for two bachelorettes was happened in the past week. So it, the casting process has been going on for months, so that would just be more luck than them yes. going out there. I'm saying,
1: if you could do like if a switcheroo, could... like Bella's in the beginning oh, of their be WWE yeah. career, where they had twin magic, where they're somehow in two places at one time, like if you could have that, what a treat. A mid-season reveal, mm-hmm. where not one man were two, unbelievable. <laughs> but,
0: and, and, and now that I'm thinking about it, and I just... You know they cast thirty people, right? At least from the guys. Like I, from my point of view, on the ground floor, not, when you start getting to know these people, there's not going to be thirty eligible men.
1: And there and there's now they're be, casting for two people's tastes. Yes, they have to satisfy two, <laughs> two di- very two different, different people.
0: Sure, but I, I just want like if 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 Tyler if a Tyler Cameron shows up, you know, we're like universally just considered hot. You know, and you know what I'm saying. Like someone who's mm-hmm. this like charming, nice, and good looking. It's 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 the 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 drama is if these women like the same guy. It's not about again this a, a guy being into both, so right. they can be two. And and while Gabby and Rachel might be very different, they could easily be in to the same guy. There are right. certain people on both genders that everyone at least.
1: Would consider. Would consider. And then
0: (laughs) very much, we've talked, The Bachelor is very much early on a physical attraction game. Like you have very little to go on. You don't know what to trust. All you have is your eyes. You're just like, I'm physically attracted to this charming, nice talking, good looking guy. So that, that could happen. And because I don't think like, guys that they're attracted to, guys who are well spoken and can talk and have charisma and aren't just like, tall, good-looking weirdos, because there's a lot of tall, good-looking weirdos yes, that get casted yes, on the show. With the ick. There's just a ton. I mean, I remember just showing <laughs> up a couple times being so nervous. I've talked with a couple guys you are just like, oh, fuck, this is just the best of the best for showing up. <laughs> so I'm, like, I'm going home night one, and i just like, I'll be fine. Yeah. You know, like, everyone starts talking, and there's yep. like three or four guys who are like, okay, you get it. You're very cool. i not worry about you, but like, yeah. And so... That's where I. That's where I wonder where that drama can get. Where they kind of lock on in on like. That's know, what
1: I'm saying. You need an extra buffer. Fifteen guys, just throw an extra yeah. fifteen or like bring them in as a mid season spice that, them up. They could do
0: that. I bet they. they yeah, they Ooh. could bring in some guys. They've done that with uh, the the playbook for that. Claire and Tayshia, Matt James. Matt James. Yep. They've done the, that. Well,
3: it's also going to be interesting how they do the roses. Do they have to agree on a collective group to give roses to? Do they each get roses that they I give they to separate people? I think
1: they probably get roses. Oh, yeah, that's right.
3: Because I think that's really going to set the tone of the show. Because if I'm sure by the end, like they have to be giving out roses individually. But if at the beginning they're agreeing on a group, <laughs> it's like <laughs> that's them trying to sell the scene.
0: You know what I can you tell the- you right now? Is that they're literally doing... The, per, the producers, the producers same are doing conversation. this right now. No they have no clue.
1: Idea and ideas brainstorming. They have no clue. You collect all the rainwater and you filter out what's good. Like, we, let them... It's going to end up like Halloween
2: as a kid when, like, you and your friends or your siblings would be like, I'll give you a Reese's for two M&M's. <laughs> it's like, I'll give you James for Brandon. Like, it's just we're going to swap. Yeah. And
1: really fight for our but roses. That, that,
0: that's a great question. Like...
1: Is there a pool that this many men must be cut? Because the, Could Cause, there be a rose ceremony where Gabby's like, I'm not cutting anybody. You figure it out. And also, in the formula,
0: they have to cut so many people because they start traveling. And, like, there's a, you know, it's just like we only, it's only 15 plane tickets, you know, like we only have accommodations for.
3: Like, whose person, whose people, like, gets prioritized in that situation? Because, like, that's some good drama. Like, I think that would be so much more satisfying than, like, them competing for the same men would be like, okay, like, who gets this last spot? of the existing men.
0: Also, think about. There's also a reason why they've never done this before, because there's only so much airtime, and we've all we, we're always complaining about like the person who's made it to week week seven, who we've never seen before. Yep. There's only the lead only gets so many one-on-ones. So now, like maybe they've thrown a couple extra episodes, but also maybe not. You know what I'm saying? Like at the end of the day, like TV's a priority, love comes second. They'll acknowledge that they care about love. They do. They yeah. want it to happen, but there's a schedule, you know, and, sure. and Warner Brothers is making the show. while ABC's like, I don't know. We got like 12 Mondays <laughs> for you. You know what I'm saying? So like they might add on a few, but like logistically speaking, there's only going to be so much airtime and there's going to be so many dates. And so they're going to have a hard time figuring that out. Like how do they prioritize each?
1: Do because they now, alternate who gets dates, what week? Like Two on one, two bachelorettes <laughs>
0: oh, the de- so <laughs> and one. De- yep. You will have your first two on one with two bachelorettes and one guy for sure. <laughs> That'll be great. That'll be fun. And look, when does that happen? Does that happen early? Does it happen late after well, they start liking them? I think
1: them? Like the, now, I think watching the seasons recently, we, they've definitely fallen into a pattern. And when you get these most shocking finales ever, it's to... Subvert on the pattern because they know that the viewing audience is now pretty smart and like gets how this is supposed to unfold We now have something like you're saying that we have no idea How and when this is gonna go what's gonna happen? So they've definitely guaranteed well I got to see some of this to watch and you maybe have people that are like I'm tired of the show I'm tired of this every season ends with this weird question mark and then they get back together and they break up It's like hold on a thing that I've never Never fully seen before I'm back in and it's two women, which like all of my friends are like, I love the bachelorette seasons more than the bachelor because just like women are inherently like a tiny little bit nicer on the show and like can run the game a little bit. So it's like fantastic. We get to watch two women twice of the thing that I like in a package I've never seen before. Two great tastes that taste great together. Fantastic.
0: Yeah, (laughs) It, it, It could be amazing. It also could be a total train wreck. We don't really know. I think the show just has to be very careful. That's the challenge of the show. How do we make great TV, have drama, and and not look like we're pitting these women against each other? Cause even a two on one, then like it makes sense. Of course we're gonna have a two on one, two bet threats and one guy. But like immediately now they're competing. And like how do they respond to that? Especially like it's no, it's not good TV to have them go out with a guy that neither of them are into or that one's really into the other one just bows out. That's, not, did, that's not compelling television.
1: How do the limo exits work? Do they exit for Gabby and then exit for Susie? Are Gabby and Susie standing there together? Uh, like Rachel. again, are Gabby and, Gabby and Rachel standing there together? Like how do we navigate all these Wha- things that we have the convention for? We suddenly don't know what they look like.
0: My guess is the first half of the Fortnite one will be very similar to Caitlyn and, and, and Britt's season yeah. where it's just they, they're both Brit, standing yeah. there, they meet them both, you're gonna wonder like who goes to who first, not that it really matters, but they'll make it a thing. Now how it ends, they're, I don't, they're not gonna vote or anything like that, but the big question will remain is what's the first roast, like I'm already, like, how's the first roast ceremony gonna go? Because already that's like, feel, sounds like chaos
1: yeah but again they've created now I'm, I'm we in. have we yeah. have questions yeah. we're in
0: we're in i'm curious they
1: did it god damn it they did it <sighs> well just when you think you're out I mean, no, I'm <laughs> just when you're ready to walk away <laughs> yeah they we're, bring you back in we're
0: stuck here you know? yeah <laughs> too many too many people like i was like to how, us many, talk about... how
1: many more of these can i recap can i talk about and then they said two bachelorettes I said okay, I got I got to be <laughs> <they're in>. both, <laughs> I got to be. They're in. both
0: incredibly likable and I love how different they seem and how close they are and we'll see how long they hold on to the friends supporting friends.
1: I think that's going to stay. I really do. I, I think the tone of the like Clubhouse, the cast of the women has so aggressively become we are friends we are friends before we are even going after this person, I think is too strong
3: of right. a thing. I hope you're right.
1: I th- I, just based on like the trend that I've seen, and sometimes I think this is a bigger conversation, but I think sometimes it's a detriment to the season because you don't sort of get the women like really going after the lead because they don't want to step on toes or piss off the rest of the, the women. But I think Gabby and Rachel could not step foot back out in the world if they like, shut each other down in some way. And I think the two of them, just at the reaction of, like, we're both the Bachelorette, was so excited. I, I know, think we're I think we're in for a season of, of friendship. And maybe they'll give each other their final rose, because friendship is the love that matters most of all. There you go. You wrote it. <laughs> Nailed I, it.
0: I know how... I, here's how they do it. They just gotta find one massive fuckboy that they both kind of like early on. And they both figure out he's a fuckboy and in solidarity... Or they both send them home kind of together.
1: Is there a moment where one of them is into a guy and the other one is like, he's a fuckboy. And now I got to convince my girl that he's a fuckboy and one of them doesn't want to see him. She doesn't
0: it. listen right away. Then she fi- figures that that would be good. Mm-hmm. Allie, we could probably keep talking for a while. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for recapping this mess of a season. Uh, oh, thank you so, so much for having me. Thanks for finally being in person. You're welcome back anytime. I know my audience loves you. Uh, they will even more after this episode. Please, once again, let them know where they can find you, follow you, and consume all the things that you're doing.
3: Your Emmy Award winning yeah. My content. Emmy Award
1: winning <laughs> content. content. To start with that, uh, you can check out Last week's night with John Oliver, Sunday nights on HBO, and then on YouTube. You can only see the stories on YouTube. Uh, and then you can check out my recaps of The Bachelor and its various spinoffs and franchises at Vulture.com. Uh, and then you can follow me personally, if you'd like to, at WT WTFlanksteak on Twitter and Instagram.
0: Awesome. Do that. Uh, keep listening. Uh, we have Susie coming in. We're probably going to drop both these episodes pretty close back to back. So if if you're listening to this and finishing up because you're an eager person in the morning <laughs> and the Susie interview one-on-one with just Susie, we have a ton of questions for her. It'll be up momentarily within hours if it's not up already. Hopefully it is, and you just keep on listening, <laughs> whatever you're doing at work. Let's be honest. One you don't right really want to work. Other. Just send an email and then keep listening to us. <laughs> uh, thanks for listening. Don't forget to send in your questions at AskNickAcassMe.com. Cast with a K for our Ask Nick episodes and our mediation calls. If you're having a fight with a loved one or a friend or co worker, we'll be happy to tell you what we think. Uh, and if you're going through some sort of relationship, situation, or personal drama we're pretty good at uh helping you see a clearer picture of your situation because we have nothing invested in it uh thanks for listening guys keep listening bye bye